Well, that won't be me today because I'm obviously in for Chad. So we, whenever, whenever I host for Chad and it's on a Tuesday, we have to go to the well of celebrities, uh, guest celebrities, to uh, fill in for Ask Adam Anything. And uh, that is certainly the case today. We welcome back to the WCCO Radio Airways, Eric Escalo, who's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Eric, how are you, sir? Well, how is your distended uvula? Thank you for asking. Uh, it's a little bit smaller today, but it's still irritating for some reason. You know, I went to the I went to the gym this morning, and I found it not entirely. Yeah, I'm patting myself on the back. I was benching about two fifty this morning, and uh, I was it was difficult for me to breathe fully. You know, Dave has got something going in the spring, which I think is going to be great. It's a three day walk to uh, fight distended uvula. Yes. <laughs> Fight it with a checkup and a check. I, I just think Dave is really, it's really amazing what he does for you. I, uh, I, sh- I, ca- I should be the figurehead for that, for that movement. I think uh, that, you know, they want us to be out in the community, help the community. Save the uvula. Save the uvula. There you go. Yeah, I love it. Is this the audience participation station? Is that why I'm on? Uh, very much so. And this is, this is one of the more uh, participatory uh, things we do during okay. the week here on CCO was ask Adam anything. We get a variety of questions. All right, I'm ready. Uh, first one, I got a couple of my own, first of all. I just wanted to mention, though, because this briefing is going on with all the state leaders discussing this pending storm, and I've been around for a while, you've been around for a while. I guess I don't recall a time when we've had this level of, I guess, uh, preparation, I mean, certainly behind-the-scenes preparation, but out-front kind of preparation for a weather event like this. Does this bring anything to mind to you? Well, on the on the uh, on the funny side, I think it's in state law that you have to uh, compare any big snowfall to the Halloween blizzard of '91. Correct. I think that that's Correct. in state law. Yep. But I, I think in the modern day communication, where uh, you know there can be an email blast about how the governor screwed this up or yeah. how MnDOT uh, did didn't do its job, and so get rid of them. I, I think it's incumbent uh, on folks. I think their view is, if you're elected office, let's be over prepared. <laughs> if yeah. nothing else. Just so you can to, cover to your tail. Criti- to avoid criticism. So I, I think that's what's going on. Yeah. Um, it certainly looks like it's going to be the real deal. So, I um, mean, we, we're all hunkering down and we're all ready for it. And, we're again, we'll, we'll, we'll see if this one lives up to the hype. It certainly seems like it will. Well, I'm in the fetal position in the northwest corner of my basement. So. <laughs> that's, that's the perfect spot to be. Um, second question. You worked with a lot of tremendously talented uh, news people. Uh, during your time at WCCO Radio, uh, who was the best, and why is it Adam Carter? <laughs> you did send me a lovely note when I retired, and I want to thank you for that. It mm-hmm. was very kind, so thanks. Um, you know, it's like asking who's your favorite child. Yeah, right. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Steve Murphy, Bruce Hogovic, uh, uh, gosh, I could go on, Jan Falstead, uh Stephanie Borden back in 1980. I mean, they're they're all great. Yeah. I, uh, we had a we as you still have. We had a, a incredible newsroom and uh, a lot of veterans who knew the knew the territory very well and and had a good unity of purpose to get stuff on the air and, and get it right and get it fast. And, but uh, you know, I stole every minute. I, I'm so lucky and grateful that I had the opportunity to work with you and uh, the big big shots like uh, Cannon and. Dark Star and yep. Sid. I mean, we yeah. used to take Dark and I used to take you out golfing once in a while. Uh, yes, uh, that was always an adventure. Uh, I, I always say uh, you were the only guy I ever knew who took 
public transportation to a private golf course. <laughs> That's true. I gave up golf about I know. 11 years ago. I like everything about golf except playing it. Yes. I'm about there too, Eric. I, and, and now with my new hours here, it's I should take up the game and really commit to it, but I have no desire to do that. I just, it's so frustrating to me. It is, and it's no, no, nothing worse than, and Chad, of course, is what, single-digit handicap, right? Oh, yeah, yep. He likes to remind does me of that, it, Does he lord it over you off the air? Or? No, you know, he'll invite me. He's very nice. to He'll take me out to his uh, wind song uh, out there in the western metro. But then by, you know, like I'll start out with having a couple of decent holes, but by the turn, he's like trying to correct my swing, and that just, it, it drives me crazy. And then it's like, you're just screwing me up more, man. Just let me, go, let me, let me with my crappy swing, just try to, try to finish this out, and we'll go, we'll go our separate ways. Um, all right, so 651-461-9226, your uh, calls and texts for Eric, Ask Eric Eskel Anything. We already got a call. We got a call right away for you, Eric. All uh, right, I'm ready. Jay is on the line. Jay, go ahead with uh, your question for Eric Eskela. Hi, good afternoon. Um, I'm wondering what the odds are of the sports betting passing this session or even this year. Oh, there you go. Very, it's well, newsy I, today, I topical. News con- I watched the news conference this morning, and they've got uh, that each tribe would get a license for sports betting, and then they could develop an app so that through the tribe on the app you could uh, sports bet. Uh, the tracks, uh, running aces and Canterbury, are left out of this bill. Uh, Democrats uh, uh, are very uh, friendly with the tribes. Tribes are a big uh, contributor to um, DFL politics. Uh, I would think something's going to pass. How it's going to turn out in the end, I don't know. But the the two powerful chairs of the uh, House and Senate Commerce Committees are both on the bill. And whether they have the votes now, I don't know. But um, I wouldn't expect action on this until April or early May, probably. I think it's got six committees to go through in the House uh, alone. Yeah. But with with the tribes involved and a DFL majority in the legislature and the governor's office, uh, uh, it, it, I think it has a good chance. Jay, thank you for the call. Yeah, we will have our Senator Matt Klein on, who's the Senate author of the bill today. Right. He will be on with us at 235 um, here's a good question on the text line, 651-461-9226. Eric, what is the most contentious moment uh, between Republican and Democrat analysts on Almanac? The most contentious moment? Yeah. Or even, the, not even between analysts, has there ever been a moment where you were like, ooh, this is getting a little hot here on Almanac? Well, Boschwitz and Wellstone in yeah. their first campaign. Oh, yeah. Where they there's a there's a pretty famous picture of me in in between them. That's right. And they're and they're leaning over me and they're they're salivating as they talk and they're kind of spitting on me as they talk. <laughs> and then I think I diffused it with a, some kind of attempted humor. But uh, yeah, they th- that was a very contentious, crazy year for politics. And uh, uh, there was all kinds of uh, sort of cross currents of stuff going on. And yeah, that. That easily was the most heated I think we ever got on Almanac. Yeah. Another text question before we go back to the phones. This is this one came in right away. Ask Eric who his favorite wrestler and politician is. For wrestler oh, first. Well, Ric Flair. Yeah. Edina's own Richard Flair. Ric Flair. Yep. And he's had some you know out of the mat issues over the years, mm-hmm. but sixteen-time world champion. Uh, Adam, if you go anywhere Nature in the boy. world to a pro wrestling match. Nature boy. Nature Boy Ric Flair. If you go anywhere in the world to a wrestler, pro wrestling match and one of the combatants uses a knife-edge chop, 
you will hear the audience go, woo! Woo! Yes. And that is what his signature, you know, uh, gimmick was, woo! And, and so, yeah, Ric Flair, you know, Minnesota's own, uh, he's, he, he's visited uh, the station a few times yeah. over the years. Sadly, not so, when I'm around. And then I think, just to continue with the theme, I think Jesse Ventura is clearly the my, my favorite governor. Yeah. Uh, I was looking at the uh, inaugural picture that they took at the Governor Walls ceremony, and the men in the uh, picture all got a dark suit and a kind of a mm-hmm. you know indifferent tie. You know, for Ventura's inaugural, he had a Jimi Hendrix T-shirt and a yes. brown fringe jacket and yes. earring. Yes, and a bandana. Bandana, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I think I think it was very stressful covering Governor Ventura because he could make news on his way to the parking lot. Yes. But uh, yeah, that was that was really really fun. Uh, we'll go back to the phone lines. Mike is in Minneapolis. Mike, uh, one of our favorite callers. Go ahead with your question for Ask Eric Escala Anything. Hey Eric. Um, hey Mike. Now, with all this news coming out about you know like Fox was lying about election fraud and the fake electors plot was uncovered, um, should the MAGA hat be changed to say "He who smelt it dealt it"? <laughs> Um, we love Mike. Yeah, I, I think that'll be up to the that'll be up. It's, it's we have a capitalistic system, Mike, and it'll be up to the marketplace to decide if people want to buy that. <laughs> but it's a unique it's a unique tur- a unique turn of phrase, and might be a fresh look at the MAGA hat, and uh, you know you might have a, a real winner there. But I think the market will tell. Thank you, Mike. We love your calls. Appreciate it. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Eric, yes. who, who or what started your signature neck scarf motif? My mom bought me a collegiate scarf back in high school and I for Christmas and I just started wearing it and I just I just it's funny you mentioned wrestling I just was looking at a picture I have on my on my mantle of me uh talking to Andre the Giant in Duluth yes in the mid 70s and there I've got a scarf on so uh I've just always worn it and I I I was talking to the producer of Almanac a couple of weeks ago, and he said, the first thing you, the only thing you asked in your interview to be on Almanac was, can I wear my scarf? And I had, I had not remembered that, but I, I guess kind of a tribute to my mom. I love it. And that's your thing now. And, and how many do you have? Somebody's asking how many do you have in your collection? Oh, a hundred or so, probably wow. more than a hundred. Have you gone to the, uh, so do you, well, what about the, uh, the European football scarf? Do you have any of those? I've got Barcelona and I've got the Minnesota Loon. Oh yeah, scarf. I have those two. Very nice. Um, yeah. Favorite, most memorable news story in your career? Oh gosh. Well, I suppose I suppose not uh, at the Capitol. Probably the bridge collapse. Yep. Huh? That you know that one for me personally. It's like before you know before two thousand seven. People would ask me the same question, like, what's the most memorable story? Uh, what's the most significant story you covered? And I never really had a, an answer. I always said, well, you know, 9-11 was big, but, I mean, you know, we weren't obviously in either Washington or New York. So, I mean, obviously there are things going on here. But, but boy, uh, August 1st, 2007, I, now there, that definitely became the answer, and it is still to this day. Yeah, it was, it was amazing, and the aftermath was uh... – you know what? What did we what did we cover that for? Like a month after oh, it was over, with all the repercussions yep. and reaction and everything. Yeah, and just to think about uh, how fast they put that new bridge up, uh, I still yeah. just it was, it was 
just remarkable point in history. Amazing uh, times, yeah. Who, if any politician, did you uh, have a more personal, friendly relationship with? Well, I think I had a friendly relationship with most of them. Yeah. You know, it's a, you know, they have their job to do. The reporters have their job to do. I think you, you, you do better in a friendly environment. Yep. Uh, you, you develop some trust and some credibility with people if – you know, but that's in, that's just human nature, and in real life, if you're engaging with people and respectfully listening listening to them, and uh, you know, having a, a a good give and take, um, it's like any relationship. Uh, you know, that you're not friends, but you can be friendly. And uh, since since some of them are retired, I've I've uh, have an occasional lunch with uh, or, or coffee with a, a, a former lawmaker. And, mm-hmm. They're usually very up on what's going on at the Capitol, and I'm able to kind of steal their best stuff, and and I do that quite a bit. Most memorable interaction with uh, one Sidney Hartman. <laughs> Is there one that stands out more than others? I mean, obviously there are so many, and that's oh, yeah. such a gift um, to have both of you on the radio at the same time. But is there one that stands out that is more memorable? Well, I, I think I, th- this one is uh, uh, this one's probably pretty obscure to people, but... Remember his friendship with George Steinbrenner? Yes. And he would always say, people don't realize all the good things that George Steinbrenner does for people. Remember him saying that? Yes, of course. One morning at 640, Steinbrenner had bought a, brought a horse to Canterbury to, to compete in a, in a big race on a, on a weekend out at Canterbury. And so on the Friday morning, 640 a.m. shot, I told Sid that people just don't realize all the good things that Steinbrenner's horse does for people. <laughs> <laughs> and he he uh, huh? he swore at me under his breath. But you know, oh. many not many mornings I would uh, he would get on the phone at six forty, and I don't think he was alone. Oh, really? He he still had some moves. I'm sure I'm, I know that. I've, I I don't doubt that at all. Hundred years old. A column in the paper yeah. on the morning he dies. Unbelievable. It, it never, never to be equaled. Uh, I, I, I was fortunate enough that he liked me, uh, and but ex- I'll, the the best moments was Dave Lee. Fin- Dave Lee was gracious enough to extend me uh, an invite to be on Minnesota Hospital with a couple of lines. So I show up for my first ever Minnesota Hospital, and Sid's already in the back room at the State Fair booth, and he looked up at me when I walked in. He said. What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> he, he always had an encouraging word. I knew I'd made it. I knew I'd made it at that point. Uh, who do you like in the uh, girls' hockey tournament? You got any favorites? Have you uh, handicapped uh, who's coming in? Both my hometowns. You know, I grew up in South St. Paul. The South St. Paul's in the Class A. And my new hometown of Rosemont, those girls are also there, too. So I got a couple of horses in those races. Well, people that don't know you, that you're off the uh, air activities very well, mm-hmm. will be shocked to know that you designed the South St. Paul Packer hockey, men's hockey jersey. That's correct, and that's the one. It's not their. It's not their current one. It was back when I was in high school, but that is the one that hangs at XL Energy Center. Right, and it, have you told that story on the air? How that came to be? Uh, I don't think I have. Well, how did, how did you become the designer of the hockey jersey? The sweater. I, I'm sorry, get the right wording. It's all right. Uh, I was in. I was. It was a chemistry class, and I was not. I, I wasn't destined for for a career in science, and I was probably neglecting the actual work I should have been doing. And I, with the encouragement of a couple friends of mine, 
who were on the hockey team. They gave me some suggestions of what they'd like their hockey jersey to look like, and I sketched it out on a notebook in chemistry class, that I, a class that I later failed, I think. Wow. Yep, that's so it. Osha Strong. Yep, that's it. Nothing too exciting, but uh, that that's the story. Well, you're going to, you know, as as you look for, you know, uh, diversions away from radio, I would think the design business beckons. The design business, and of course, leading the uh, the what are we calling it? Uh, the march for uvula, march uvula for uvula, save the uvula, to save the distended uvula. Fight that with a checkup and a check. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the check is more important. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Are they going to play the girls' t- tournament? You, you said, they you said, said full, that that's what the guy Eric, from the MSHL, Eric Martin, MSHSL said. He but. was on this morning with Vanita saying it's full steam ahead. But, boy, I mean, if it's as bad as they say it's going to be Wednesday night into Thursday. Ugh, but it's like, wow. what do you do? Well, I mean, it's it's the building's full over the next several weeks. It'll be, yeah, I suppose it's hard to fit in a, a yeah. replay of it, some, a delay after, I suppose. Yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I enjoyed this tremendously, sir. Thank you so much. And uh, best, you know, I, I haven't seen you in a while. And you know, the people you mentioned, Bruce and Steve, I would love to get together sometime. And uh, Well, uh, give me a call. We'll have, go have a cup of coffee. I would love it. Thank you, Eric. All right, thanks. thanks, Adam. There Dave, he goes. Thanks. Eric Escala, uh, the great Eric Escala on News Talk 830 at WCCO.